I think that's step the cue. That is the cue. Step one, recording. No, no, no. Step one is recording and you're live. Yeah. No, there's no, there's, no there's no live yet. I don't know. She's hilarious. I'm just saying. <laughs> What's the plan for the weekend? Oh, <clears throat> just heal the back fully. Relax. Yep. Don't, go, don't go golfing. Don't make that mistake. Yep. 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 Good call. We can't even go golfing here yet. It snowed here on Monday. Again. Again. Yep. Not happy about that. It's been a really, really, really cold spring, even by Canadian standards. Wonderful, it's yeah. Annoying. It's annoying. It's a long tail for, for winter, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's been really long. Oh, this meeting's being live streamed. It says. Okay, nice. So what do you think? What do you think? We're live, come on. You know, already I know. Turn, I should turn my Slack on so uh, Maureen can tell us whether or not we're live. I'll send her a note. I guess this is the best part, right? This is this is why people dial in. This is so the can, this, this the full hours right. thinking we are not live. You're always live yeah, yeah. at this point. Yeah. yeah, no, we're live. She just she said we're live. So we're live. Um, all right. So we're live. Yay. Um, hi everybody. Um, welcome back to our IBA Friday. Um, we've had a relatively long uh, break since our last. IBA Friday, and uh, we apologize for that. Uh, but we've done a lot of things since uh, since that uh, since that break. We've had uh, spring breaks. We've had we've had bad backs. Yes, right? both of us shared that. Unfortunately, both of us. Yep. So uh, Javid's back is not very good. I'm sitting in a recliner right now with ice on mine. So um, Javid, the only thing that that means, I think, is that we're getting old. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true, right? Steer away right. from that topic, please. Yeah. yeah, the gray, the gray, the gray is kind of the, the dead giveaway. Um, and I don't even wear the cap. Yeah, and then the cap, by the way, for those of you that are not aware, this is a Montreal Expos baseball hat, and uh, they are uh, they they are now the Washington Capitals, or sorry, Washington. What's the Washington baseball team? <laughs> I don't remember. Capitals is hockey. That's where my mind. IBA is. Fridays for you. IBA Friday. Forgets his local IPAs. team. I have too many IPAs today. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I agree. All right. Um, so listen, we have had a lot of things go on. I've got something that I want to show everybody. Um, <clears throat> I thought it was kind of fun. So let me share my screen. Uh, share screen, and let's do this one. Share. Can you see my screen? Yes. All right. So IBA Friday, there's been a lot, like I said earlier, there's been a lot that's been going on, right? And one of those things is, is Javid and I actually got to see each other in person. Seriously. So there's a live version of our, uh, of our little cartoon characters. So that was my first trip um, in over two years because of COVID. Um, and it was good. The whole team got together. Uh, we had uh, an IPA during dinner. So we mm -hmm. thought it'd be fun to take that picture. Yeah. We're a good looking group. Would you not agree? Totally agree. That was good. Good to catch up, right? Obviously. It was good. It was good. It was good. Strange times. You rarely get to see the people you work with on a daily basis. So yeah, it's weird. I mean, we are, I mean, we are a remote-based company. Um, and it's um it's good to finally put uh you know to see you know what people actually look like, not through a not through a Zoom call. How tall is somebody, right? Um, how short is somebody? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sure you're not sharing again. Just so you yeah. know, you're not sharing. You stop sharing. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. I know. You did it on purpose. Um, yeah. All right. So um, today, 
multi-factor authentication. We want to talk about that a little bit um, because it's a hot topic. Um, you know, all of our customers are obviously coming to us looking for ways to solve that problem. And there are lots of ways to solve that problem, right? Um, you and I come from backgrounds with many different organizations that have offered these technologies. Um, and I think you would agree that there are good ways of doing multi-factor authentication and there are bad ways of doing multi-factor authentication. Yeah, I mean, for me, it simply can't be just about the factor. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's okay to use the acronym MFA and have it stand for something, but that something could vary depending on who you ask. For yeah. somebody, it's just, just, just get me the damn push notification so I may get in. Yeah. It's the narrative. It's, you have to build towards that zero trust narrative, depending on the use case. Ultimately, you're looking to just make the journey a little bit more safer. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's less about the factor, more about the journey. That's all I'm going to say. Yep, <laughs> so yep. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we've got, you know, when, when we look at our platform and obviously, you know, that's what we're going to do because that's what we have, you know, we, we, we consolidate many different form factors into our, our platform um, because customers have either different needs, different risk profiles or whatever that, uh, that they need to meet. Right. So um, would you, would you not agree that the journey um, um, that, that, that you just mentioned would be different for you know, customers versus citizens versus kind of employees, right? Yeah, absolutely. Not only won't, it will be different for sure, but even within workforce, for example, you will have so many nuances based on which type of a regulatory environment you find yourself uh, journeying through the use case. So being able to kind of put that together itself is normally folks don't think of the MFA product scope or envelope to include construction of that journey, building of that journey and you know uh, adjusting that journey based on the environment you find yourself in. But that is very much a part of what we have to think about, right? As a team, you and I, we have to think about that. We can't just throw out a push notification and someone receives it on their Apple watch. And yeah, that's it, that works. <laughs> that works in Singapore, that works in Europe, not exactly. Yeah. You got to be a bit more relevant about the regulatory surface you're hitting and yeah. offer at least something on the control plane, on the admin control plane, for example, to go to customize that, right? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of, you know, I was going to say a lot of customers, but some customers, you know, we, we've spoken to over our many years of experience, you know, do multi-factor authentication just to, just, to, just to check the box. Just check the box. Right. Yeah. Just check the box. Regulatory guys said, I got to have multi-factor authentication. So I do. Um, and in some cases, you know, uh, there, there's, there's been many instances that, you know, if you go check the interwebs where, you know, uh, push notifications are, you know, have been hijacked or whatever. Um, so just the fact that you have it put into place doesn't necessarily mean that um, you're any more secure than you were before having it in place. Yeah, the right. user experience and the, the implications of the journey are an afterthought if the approach by the company was simply to, hey, just let's just check this box. This is what everyone's doing, so should we, right? Right, that's right. So um, just kind of, I, I just, we don't, I have, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to do the demo today. So let's just, let's just, you know, talk uh -oh. about that. For a second. <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, looking at our app, uh, because I can't show everything because I don't have, you know, FIDO tokens and all that kind of stuff. 
you know, we, we have a couple slides I just kind of want to throw together just to talk about the different ways in which we can authenticate a user. And we've gone through some of this stuff with our with our uh, with our IBA Fridays in the past, like you know, the fact that we can do offline authentication, airplane mode type of a of a scenario as well. But when you get into um, you know biometrics, we've we've shown live ID and the real biometric that we deliver with that. You know, there's uh, touch ID and face ID that we can leverage to get into the app or into um, into applications if that's the way the customer wants to go in terms of how they deliver uh, their multi-factor authentication. And then we've got, you know, push to mobile, right? So a, a tap authentication. We've got the real biometrics, the live ID that I talked about earlier. You know, we've got legacy support for 2FA and UB keys. Uh, we can do the QR scan, which can then take you to either a touch or face ID or our live ID. And then we also have the one-time password, right? So depending upon where the customer wants to go within our app, um, we've got lots of different options. And you know, some of those options are better than others, more secure than others. Obviously, the live ID is the best, most secure way to go uh, because you know, your face essentially becomes that authentication method. Um, but you know, depending upon where the customer is with where within their journey, we've at least yeah. given them some flexibility to use what they have while they make a transition to something more secure, right? Yeah, and I think of this as like a like an assembly line right, of fail-safe things you, you deploy, right? If your biometrics yeah. not working, whatever, you know, you have that backup username plus OTP for your offline access, for example, right? That's right. All right. So what I wanted to do, and you know, as the marketing guy, right, this 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 can be this can be tricky, is just to illustrate you know, the different ways in which we can, we can easily do or, or, or provide, you know, some, some authentication methods, right? So the first one is, I'm going to unlock my phone here. Uh, let's see if this works. Look at that. Very good. And I'll go to our app. So we have a couple of different ways that we can authenticate. So what I'm doing here is if, if you look in the, um, uh, the URL, I'm basically logging in uh, through an incognito window into our email. So the first way we can go about doing that is just by scanning the QR code, right? And again, you know, on the app, you press the QR, scan it, away you go. It's then going to ask me, do you want to connect? You say yes, and you're in, right? So that's that's one way you can go. Hide your email. Hide your email. Hide, your, hide my email. Yeah. There's nothing. All it is is you telling me how bad of a PMM I am. <laughs> um, so if we do it again. One cost. Oh, sorry. Hang on one sec. I gotta remember what it is. Mail dot Go back and do it again. I'll close this one. Oh, I'm already logged in. Ah. See what happens when you get a marketing guy to do it? Let's try it again. Uh, Too many windows, Robert. <laughs> I know, right? It's the beauty of working uh, in a in a browser all the time. It's not gonna. Lie. Okay, very good. So. The other way that we can go about doing this is by entering uh, a, a username. Now, I'm, I'm going to enter my username here, which is first name dot last name, right? Yep. And let's say you know the customer doesn't want to use an app because what I just showed was an app, right? Mm -hmm. So we can do a password with a one-time password code. We can do a, a push notification, but there's another one down bottom here, which is the security key. Now I've got a MacBook Air and I think you, you have one as well. And our, our MacBook Airs have the little fingerprint reader on it. 
Um, now, if you also had a, you know, a Windows device, which had those types of fingerprint readers on them, yeah. um, we could also leverage that as the yeah. authentication. Yeah, we right? integrate with, yeah, you're able to use Windows Hello, for example, right? So. Yeah, that's right. So by, by selecting that, you know, I can either, you know, enter in the password if I, if I had that or knew what that was. I mean, our big thing is that you're never going to know what that is. But all I have to do is, you know, put my fingerprint reader on the uh, on my on my uh, laptop here, and I'm in. So it works the exact same way, um, but you get a very different experience. Right? Yeah. So you must have registered the the platform authenticator, which happens to be obviously, um, you know, equivalent of the Touch ID, the fingerprint reader. Yep. Uh, 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 FIDO security key, so to speak. It's kind of terminologies. It's kind of fixed in the industry. The, the security key would have been the YubiKey. The Touch ID is actually a platform authenticator, that kind of thing. So yeah, as long as you registered one, you're able to get in using either. Yeah. And that and, and that's with WebAuthn that we do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, right. Cool. All right. So the other one I wanted to quickly show, just from an experience standpoint, was um, was the way in which we authenticate our users into our DevX platform, mm -hmm. which I think is kind of unique, right? Um, and again looking at user journeys and as we cap as you know customers capture customers they want a lower friction lower barriers barriers of entry uh, but still kind of make sure that the user coming in is kind of who maybe you thought they were right yeah it depends on like what are you looking to do if you're a developer looking to explore how the one cosmos platform api you know what it looks like how you can accomplish all your use cases you don't want to be encumbered with too much upfront right it's like you just want to like just get in evaluate and have fun so simple magic link based you know user registration and magic link based authentication again for the demographic for the persona what works better is what we offer right that's right so uh we're just going to show how that works so from a developer's standpoint um you can um try for free so when you click on that it's going to ask for your email address so i'll do my email address so now that everybody can email now everybody can email me. This is assuming you've never registered before. I have, I have, I have. So we'll see, it might already tell me that I already have yes. an account. Oh, look, the email order. I, I, yeah. I already did. So, so what would happen if you're new, you would do that. But because I've already done it, I'll click yeah. sign in. Yeah, and if you hadn't done it, you could just have clicked on sign up which is no different than signing in that's just need your email don't need anything more about you so what we'll do is we'll do the make sure i spell my name right right oops so i'm going to log in with email so it's it's going to ask me to check my email with a because a magic link was just sent to me yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go back. I've already logged into my email. Hopefully I'll get uh, the email. There it is. So log in. Log so again, the, the link will expire in 20 minutes. So, so why, why are we doing that, um, Javid? Well, this is kind of a friendlier use case because the developer use case, so we could have this uh, um, expire much, much later, but just don't want folks um, obviously hanging on to links for too long, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. it's not a great security practice to have magic links that never expire. Again, That's depends right. on the use case and depends on uh, on the user persona you're targeting. This one is a bit more relaxed, so low friction, right? 
um, the higher higher experience, you know, speed to dashboard sort of thing. But uh, from an admin control plane, for example, if someone's looking to, if someone's a help desk, you, you definitely want to make sure that you're not letting that linger around too long. Yeah, for and sure. It's configurable. That's the point. And the platform is configurable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's uh, that's the best part. So so what happened here is like you're saying. I entered in my email. It sent me a magic link, and now I'm logged into the back end of the developer uh, platform where I can go in and get, you know, my my, you know, find out where my tenant is and get. Oh yeah, your license key. You have everything here. You need to like initialize the API, initialize the SDK rather, I should say, which uh, offers you an ability to to just do the prep work for calling the other APIs in one go. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, the idea there is that. Yeah, we, we obviously, we need to set that up for the customer, for the developer when they come in, we need to start that session the way we do that. Again, it's just part of that user journey that we're able to, 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 to do that with the, with the magic link. So it'd be no different than, you know, if you, if you added, you know, a, a different kind of customer engagement, you wanted low friction just to make sure it is Rob and you're, you're verifying that based on the fact that you've sent an email to them, you're assuming that they have access to that email and away you go, right? Low, yeah. low risk, not a whole lot can go wrong, but yeah, absolutely. It, it provides and, a good experience and, and, and a secure environment. Yeah, and because it's a, it's a platform, uh, it's a platform offering for, for different uh, user personas to come bring their own use cases, develop their yeah. own journeys. Simply having a magic link verified for login is just baseline. It's just par for the course. Oh, golfers, yeah. you were there, right? Par for the course. But you're able to kind of kind of have augmentation of that baseline journey by adding in something like a face likeness, if mm-hmm. you were in a workforce setting. So you can just stack these things up. You know, like people talk, talk about like having a single factor or a multi-factor. It's no different from really constructing your journey using the kind of friction you want to put in place, right? So again, back to the original point of think about the journey and think about the security narrative versus just a factor here or there, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. There, there, there are some, um, there are some organizations out there that say that they have multi-factor, but really, it's just a second factor. It's a username and password and second something fact. else. Exactly. They're not able to stack some of these things along based on risk profiles and stuff yeah. like that. So they're limited in terms of the journey that you could even provide from a security standpoint. Where, you know, obviously, with something like our technology, you're not limited in that case. Yeah, it's always about the what else, right? Like, yeah. what if my biometrics not working? Then what is my offline yeah. causeway, right? What, what's my, yeah, what's my spill stream there? Like, how do I, how do I get, how do I still get access while maintaining at least a certain uh, level above threshold of security yeah. posture and making sure that all of that is auditable as well? I think, I think that's the difference between a spot play, like from a startup's perspective and like a platform approach. The platform will think about those alternatives you know, it will build those, you know, those spillover channels and build that offline access for you and let someone configure that based on who you are, where you are, what's your entitlement. So there's so much more to MFA than just the factor, the interoperability is there, the construction of the use case, the adjustment of it and offering a control plane where you manage all of that stuff for all of your users. So yeah. again, product guy, right? So it's it's not just like, boop, press button, done. <laughs> It's not that more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, listen. That was uh, that was that was good. That was a that, that was a good chat. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk more about MFA um, over the next uh, coming IBAs um, for sure. 
but uh, thanks for uh, talking to us about multi-factor authentication. And if anybody has any questions, you saw my email address, be more than happy to answer any questions you might have. Uh, but until next time, um, cheers, and uh, we'll talk to you again. Thank you, guys. See ya. Bye.